0: Hello, beloved children of God. I'm Grace Seaman, and you're listening to Catholic in College, a podcast to encourage college students that we're not alone in practicing our faith, even in the midst of a secular college culture. Today, I'm speaking with Sister Joy, junior sister with the Marian Sisters, and we're talking about her journey of discernment. Sister Joy, welcome to the podcast.
1: Thanks for inviting me. I'm super excited to be here.
0: Yeah, I'm super (laughs) excited to have you here. So last semester, I did kind of a general discernment episode with Sister Amy Marie. And I Mm. thought it would be helpful for people to hear like a very specific story of discernment. So yeah, just tell me about like, what the process has been like for you discerning with the Marian sisters.
1: Yeah. Well, I would say my vocation story or like how I became a sister really started with my parents. Um, They immigrated over from Vietnam and especially with my dad, he came over when he was 15. Um, and when he, so he immigrated over by boat. And so he was in a refugee camp in Thailand. Um, and it's so, like they dropped him off in the middle of the ocean and then he had to like swim to shore. And like just seeing that like he had so much or he that he had to leave his family um, and that now he had to go to a new place and start his new life. Instead of hating God, it made him grow even closer to God. Um, Showed me that like like God's love is very real, um, and so growing up like faith was very important in our lives, and I could see that God's love was very evident through my parents, um, and so we like prayed together as a family a lot, and we volunteered and um, did a lot at the Vietnamese Church here in town, um, and my parents met in our youth group, and so growing up like that was very important for us, and then growing up in Lincoln too, which I didn't realize was. Like that we only have it here in lincoln is that there are so many priests and religious here mm-hmm. um and so growing up um the marion sisters the community that i'm in now were my teachers my principals my librarian and then they have a summer camp um that i went to too and so just like growing up in lincoln seeing so many priests and sisters getting to get to know them as like real people and seeing that like giving up your life for god can be so much fun um so i think that was like the first inkling of like oh my gosh like maybe i could do this but then because i've always gone to catholic school too and one of the things that i remember my teacher telling me a lot is jesus is your best friend and so i just i'm like okay like if they're telling me this maybe it's true so really so i just started like treating him like my best friend like telling him everything about my day and just knowing that like no one is as important as him being in lincoln too like there's so many different retreats and camps and like so many opportunities um, and like, I really do think it's the Holy Spirit, like everything that they had, like I did it all. And every time I did it, I felt like I just kept growing closer in love with Jesus and just seeing that no one else on earth could make me as happy as he could. Um, but then, so, so like I keep growing closer in love with him, but at the end of high school, I was like, okay, but I need to go to college kind of thing. So I chose to go to Benedictine College. Um, but before that, I was helping with Marion Camp, um, and I I wanted as a camper. And then when you go to college, I feel like you're like a little bit told to be a counselor. But Sister Amy Marie, who is the she wasn't vocation director then, but I helped her in CCD class, and she asked if I wanted to help because I needed more experience. And so I was like, Oh yeah, sure, of course I'll help because I knew like it's so hard to get into Marion Camp, and now that she was just gonna let me do it, I'm like, Of course I'll do it. <laughs> Um, But the biggest night at camp is skit night. And so, um, so everyone does their skit and I've gone for so many years, but this was the first year that my team won the skit night. So I was like, okay, what's going on? And then then the sisters um, do a skit too. And it's supposed, it's the best skit of the night. Everyone's screaming, loves Mm -hmm. it. And when they were singing Somewhere Over the Rainbow, there was just so much peace in my heart that I've never felt before. And even though the room was full of screaming little girls, like I felt like it was just me and the sisters in their room. And so, like, remembering I remember that peace and I held on to it. But I was about to go to Benedictine College. So I was like, I gotta brush that off. Like, I'm gonna be a college student, like, gotta enjoy this. Um, so I had an amazing time at Benedictine. I found really good friends right away. And it's even beautiful to see now, um, as a sister, we only see our we only get to write to our friends like at Christmas and the friends that I met that first year at Benedictine still write to me now, four years later. Um, So I found great friends. I worked in the mission office, so I got paid to talk and like do (laughs) all these things that I loved Um, and then I was studying elementary education. So everything was just going so well and I loved it, but the more I went and prayed, the more um, I just heard God saying like I have more for you and just the more I did that, like my heart was just so empty. Like, the outside, I, I was happy, but on the inside. Like, there was a hole that needed to be filled. Um, so and then I went to seek my seek mm-hmm. that year, um, and Sister Bethany Madonna was giving a talk.
0: I love her.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah, me too. Mm-hmm. Um, and she said, well, she was sharing her testimony, and I felt like she was just sharing, like, the same story as me. And so I just felt like I very connected to her. Um, and then at the end of her talk, she said, If you feel like God is calling you, why not grip on and go? And so that was already like a red flag for me. But then I was like, (laughs) no, like, that's not me. Like, there's so many other people here. I'm having so much fun. Um, But then that night, she gave the keynote. um, And then all of a sudden, she started singing Somewhere Over the Rainbow. And then she said, stop following the yellow brick road, but follow the narrow road to his heart. Whoa. (laughs) Yeah. And so that, so then we had adoration and I was just bawling. And I was like, Jesus, I think this is it. Um, or like, I just knew like that was just like Jesus really telling me that I should try it out. And so after coming home from Seek, I started um, visiting the Marians more seriously and talking to the sisters more. Because throughout all of this, like I have visited different communities and been on lots of discernment retreats. Um, and so I felt like it was easy for me to be like, okay, now I just have to like go and do it. And just seeing that God worked through all of it too because I asked for papers in April and I entered that August. So that the fact that I didn't have any student loans, um, that my family was very supportive and that was such like a quick process too. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. Wow, that is an amazing story. Thank you for sharing. Yeah,
1: of course. God's God's love story.
0: (laughs) So what did it take for you to actually enter the community once you were like, yes, this is where I'm supposed to be. Mm Um, do you have to get rid of everything right away or like take me through that? Yeah. Yeah.
1: So it's beautiful of like, um, the preparation before entrance, because it's not like all on you, like you want to do it, but the community is also praying about it and seeing if it's God's will. And so it's freeing in that way too of like, um, it's yeah, it's all the pressure is not on you. Mm. Um, and so one of the things is you have to pay off all of your student loans. Um, we have like, an application process. Um, so, like, you write down, like, how God called you and then just more of, like, your family history and, and like, yeah, why you want to do it. And then we also have to do a psychology test. Um, oh, really? I didn't yeah. know that. Mm-hmm. I thought that was
0: just for the seminarians because, yeah. like, they're all crazy. I don't
1: know. <laughs> <laughs> no, we do it, too. And my <laughs> friends are always laughing because they're, like, if you're proven or if you're, like, clinically okay, then I should be, too. <laughs> 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 yeah. But it's, like, I don't know. The psychology test was so cool because they, like, you look at, like, ink blocks and, like, you answer, like, a bajillion questions and they, like, just pin down, like, who you are. Like, you already know it, but now they put a word to it. Whoa. Yeah. What was your word? Yeah, I don't remember. I, don't <laughs> I just remember, like, freaking out the whole time. Like, oh, my goodness. How do they know this? How do they know <laughs> all about me?
0: Wow. Yeah. Um, I mean, we already covered, like, within your vocation story, like, mm-hmm how did you know you were called to religious life but like i just want to bring up the point like okay like everyone should love jesus and have immense peace with him but like how did you know know that you specifically were were called to religious life Mm
1: -hmm. this is i didn't realize this until after i entered but like i had a ton of guy friends and like i love all my guy friends but they would, like, take me out to eat, and we would hang out, like, one-on-one. And I never even saw as of, like, maybe they like me. I was always like, oh, like, I love eating food. They want to eat food. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> and I feel like Jesus just really, like, I don't know, like, not, like, shields you. But, like, I feel like my heart and my goal is always, like, I just want to be his bride. So I didn't see anything else, like tunnel vision kind of thing.
0: Right. So it was just yeah. discovering what your heart was specifically made for. Yes. Okay.
1: Yeah, I think so. And I guess like, like I remember when I was younger too, just seeing, um, like for me, my parents didn't have much coming over here and I only have a brother. And so like we got everything we wanted just cause they wanted us to be happy. And so just seeing the sisters having nothing and yet they were always so joyful was something that I always wanted. So I feel like that was like the first thing of like, okay, I mean this life isn't so bad. <laughs> that's a,
0: ooh, that's another good question that I wanna ask. Mm-hmm. Um, sister joy your name Mm -hmm. how was that chosen
1: so when after our first year um so your first year you're a postulant so you're not in the community yet you're just like trying out living the life um but doing a little bit of everything and if all goes well you can petition um to become a sister to become a novice and that's when you petition for your name so you write down three names um and then the superior and the council prays about it and then chooses it for you. Gotcha. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: What was the hardest part about the adjustment to their yeah. way of life?
1: Um, I I guess like the first thing that I realized is I didn't realize how early sisters wake <laughs> up because <laughs> I only visited on the weekends, um, and so like we sleep like an extra two hours on the weekends. Ooh, that's yeah, because nice. every morning we have morning prayer or during the weekdays. We have morning prayer at five twenty. So my first night there, I was like, 440, wake up. What is this? (laughs) But I still feel that now four years later. (laughs) Yeah. And I think the other thing is like not having a phone, Mm. which I didn't realize. It's been like really interesting um, to see. So I'm the youngest. I'm 23. And our oldest sister is like 85. Wow. Yeah. So getting to live with like such a different, like such different generations and like ways of living and growing up. Um, but like I always had my phone with me and I was I was very addicted to my phone. I love social media. So just like um, without my phone, like I had so much free time. And then so I felt like I was struggling with what do I do with all this free time? Hmm. Yeah.
0: How did you end up like overcoming that or how did you figure out feeling that? Because mm-hmm. yeah, that's another one of the questions I had was like, do you even get free time? Like is the schedule just so tight that you're like, always doing stuff
1: yeah no we have free time it's a really good balance i would say um how would we we do have chores and like like for me right now i'm a full-time college student so most of my time is doing homework but then tuesdays and thursday nights we have an hour of recreation together so it's like our free time spent with each other Mm -hmm. and so like we play board games card games or we just want to sit and talk or go on walks um And then Friday nights are always free, too, because it's, like, the teachers, the sisters who teach, like, they need a little break or just so you can sleep early Mm kind of thing. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, What does a typical day in the life look like for you?
1: Yeah. Um, After
0: that 4.40 wake up and the 5.20. Yeah.
1: Um, So we have morning prayer at 5.20, and then we have meditation after that, and then mass um so all of that is done by 6 30 which is crazy <laughs> do the
0: days just feel so long because yes like, yeah yeah
1: because like by 7 so by seven thirty, 30 we also have eaten breakfast and done dishes so i feel like i've lived my whole life and it's only <laughs> 7 30 <laughs> <laughs> yeah um and then uh and then what's that for me like i don't have class until 11 this semester which is such a blessing um, but then I spend that time praying because we pray specific prayers every day. So mm-hmm. we pray um, the regular, like, liturgy of the hours. But then we also pray a rosary, stations of the cross, spiritual reading, and have a holy hour every day too. Um, okay. oh yes, yeah, so we do all that, and then everyone comes home for 5 o'clock holy hour, which is really beautiful um, to see. Like, we have Jesus exposed, and then, like, the chapel is filled with all of us. And then mm-hmm. we have supper at 6, um, and then after that. We have night prayer at 715. On Tuesdays and Thursdays, we have night prayer. I mean, we have recreation. And then after that, you can do whatever you want until grand silence at nine. So we mm. can't talk to each other after nine o'clock. Okay. So we spend that time to talk to Jesus until morning prayer the next day.
0: Hmm. Yeah, I'm I'm wondering like how does that day-to-day life with jesus like uh, being a bride of christ Mm -hmm, um mm -hmm. what is that like because i think we all have this idea that once we are living our vocation Mm -hmm. um i don't know just spiritual life is easy but like what does the cycle of consolation and desolation look like once you are actually once you are living like a vocational
1: right right. yeah i think that's funny that you say that because i Like, recently, I've just been going through some very, like, a lot of desolation. Um, And I think because my mindset was so much like, Jesus, like, I already gave up my life and my family and my friends. Like, what more do you want from me? Um, But realizing, like, after going to spiritual direction and really learning the balance of, like, like I was being childish instead of childlike and having to be reminded again of like what it means to be childlike and to trust in him mm-hmm. um of like when you give your life to Jesus it's not a one-time thing um and that like we'll be doing that for the rest of our lives yeah um yeah I don't, yeah
0: right I've been I've been going through somewhat of the same thing just like like on the surface it feels like everything's okay Mm -hmm. but then underneath i feel like um the occasional call of like grace i want you to like sacrifice in this way and i'm just like no i don't (laughs) want to do that and realizing oh my goodness i need to pray for so much more humility Mm -hmm. and actual Mm -hmm. like obedience to his will even to like the smallest thing
1: yeah Mm -hmm. But it's hard because, like, you pray for humility and he gives it to you right away. And then you're, like, freaking out because you're like, Jesus. <laughs> Not <Yes>. like that.
0: <laughs> Funny story. Actually, this Sunday uh, we sang for mass at Newman. And Megan Heibrecht was directing mm. in our opening prayer. I think she, she prayed for all of us to be humble. And I was like, oh, that's such a good prayer. <laughs> and, then, um, <clears throat> and then we got into mass and we were singing our first communion hymn and um Megan had asked me to announce the songs mm-hmm. so I was announcing each I was like opening hymn is number yada 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 and we are like finishing up the first communion hymn and it looks like everybody's done with communion mm-hmm. and I'm like okay so we're gonna go to the meditation right now and Megan's like no we'll, we'll do the second communion hymn so I'm like okay our second communion hymn and then someone taps me on the back like we're doing the meditation what? And i was like okay and there it goes out into the chapel there's no taking it back <laughs> yeah. Tru- truly humbling moment <laughs> <for me. sighs> but the rest of it was okay so like yeah just if we all need humility and Mm -hmm. warning if you pray for it it
1: comes (laughs) truly (laughs) it'll it'll come quick (laughs) yeah i guess thinking about like what happens when you go through desolation too um i feel like comparison is always like my big thing and like i just think like when you live in the convent you're living like i love all my sisters but like when you're living with like so many women you know like it is so easy to compare yourselves like why am i not like this not like that because we are, I just forget that we are all human, though. Um, and so I feel like even though life is going well for him, I always think it should be better just because, like, another sister is doing something better than me. I feel like I'm so good at, like, throwing self-pity parties of just, like, feeling so bad for myself. But then realizing, like, instead of that, like, offer up that suffering for someone. Because there's Which I'm realizing, like, there's always someone that you can offer up what you don't want and what you're uncomfortable with for someone like there's always someone who needs prayers. Mm-hmm. And then like during the times of desolation, it is so difficult during when you're mad at God, but to think of like all the good things that has happened in your life. Mm-hmm. To like go back and be like, "Okay, Jesus was there and he is still here now too. It's just you're blocking him off, you know."
0: Right. This brings up another point that I wanted to talk to you about um sometimes and I and I think all of us feel this at some point that like life would be so much easier if I just ran off and like joined um if I became a religious sister or yeah. like the next step further mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. just be cloistered and pray all day <laughs> like no worries of the world everything's perfect <laughs> um tell me maybe how that's like Not the case and some of the actual trials and sufferings that you've already experienced. Mm -hmm.
1: No, I the more I'm a sister, if God does not call you, like you cannot do this on your own. Like this life is very difficult. In like a beautiful way, though. But it's like you do need God's grace to do it. Um I think like every vow is so beautiful and it helps you grow closer to Jesus, but every vow is also very hard. Um, with like I feel like for me, poverty is always going to be so hard for me because I'm like such a material girl and I always like wore brand name things. And like, you know, with us now, like we get immediate reactions, like everything is on our phones and I had my own car so I can always go off and do whatever I wanted. But like, you can't do that anymore. Mm-hmm. And then like with obedience, like you always have to ask permission for every single thing you do. Oof. Yeah, I know. So it's like it is so humbling, but it really is a filter of like, okay, maybe like I don't need to do this. But it's like, it's so hard because I'm like, I am an adult woman and I have to go and ask if I can come to the Newman Center today, you know? Um, So it's like, if you, yeah, if you don't see God's working through this, like then you would leave within the first week. Um, And like with this life too, I feel like you are alone a lot of the times and like it is very quiet too, because we do try to like keep silence in the house so that it is a prayerful experience for all of us. And so, like, there are so many, oppor- like, for me, especially as an extrovert who loves being around people, like, it is so easy to fall into the lie of, like, you are alone and you are lonely. But those are, like, the opportunities where, like, you go to the chapel and realize that God is always with you. But, like, he's just not, like, yeah, just having to learn to talk to him in the silence and feel his presence in it.
0: Yes, that is something that I have realized is that your vocation isn't supposed to be pain-free. It's not supposed mm-hmm. to be like a your dream life and no problems. It's like this is the way of sanctification. This right. is your path to holiness. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And if Christ carried his cross, like Christ wasn't free from suffering on this earth, why should we right. be free from that? Like mm-hmm. we have to take up our cross with him. And yeah, he says,
1: take up your cross and follow me. Mm-hmm. And I I feel like I do think a lot of, like, if, especially with religious life, if it was easy, like, yeah, then everyone would do it. That's why everyone can't do it because it's so difficult, you know?
0: I think that's actually probably a comfort for people to hear. Mm -hmm. So much of the time, I think, like, religious life is the default. Like, that's the correct option. Mm -hmm. It's the higher vocation so almost feeling guilty like if i'm not called to that or like right if i'm not drawn into that life am i doing something wrong mm-hmm. no
1: yeah no because <laughs> we need both vocations like we can't have more sisters if we don't have more families and like it's beautiful it's like the more information like we're reading we're learning about all these vows and the vocations and like we're all praying for each other too You know, so it's like, it really is a full circle.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it is. I remember talking about this in our Bible study last year, the one I was leading. Mm -hmm. And we were doing theology of the body. Mm -hmm. And both vocations are like a sign of God's love for us. Like the love between a man and a woman and like the child that results from that is like a very obvious image of the trinity mm-hmm. and then like the religious and priests that are here that are like signs of the kingdom to come mm-hmm. how we will all be married to him like we right. need both right both are so good and so beautiful <laughs> yeah, So amen yeah if anyone is struggling with that lie like i was you are not less holy mm-hmm. if you aren't called to
1: one vocation or the other that's right Because everyone is on their own journey and God has a different plan. And, yeah, so that's where, like, we just, we can't compare ourselves with each other. Just knowing that God has a perfect plan for you. Um, Because we all have a different story and a different path.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. So if you don't have your own car, like, do you get to travel to other places or?
1: Yes, Um So this summer, this is like, this does not happen normally, but there's 10 of us going to Fatima, Lords and Medjugorje. Yeah. (laughs) See, so So it's seeing like God's love is so real. Mm, Yeah. Yeah. So, and we do, um, like, I went to Seek in January. The year before that, I went to Colorado to help with retreat. Um, And so we do travel a lot too, because lots of Um, parishes and states who don't have sisters as much um, do call and invite us out so that we can be a presence to them.
0: Nice. Mm -hmm. Okay. So that's probably more along the lines of like, that's probably very helpful for like the extroversion, the extrovert. Yes. Yeah, for (laughs) sure. For sure.
1: Yeah. And it's beautiful because we're a diocesan community. So like we are so present in the diocese. So um, we do get out a lot and we're not in the house all the time, Mm. which is fun for me
0: <laughs> yes yeah yeah what would you say your favorite thing about religious life is about mm. yeah this lifestyle yeah tell, tell me the joys now that we've covered
1: the <laughs> sorrows and yeah. trials no for sure um I would say I think the biggest joy of being in a community is the sisters itself um I'm very grateful just to like have lived with such different like age of sisters because and then I get to live with sisters who like helped form and build this community. Um And so women that I look up to and like seeing like how hard they worked for us and now getting to be like with my examples. Um And one thing about my community too is like we like really, we really know how to have fun. Um And I think like when you're a sister, cause you don't have much, like you enjoy like the little things in life. So it's crazy that like, like we got red peppers because they're, like, so expensive. We normally get green peppers. So all of us were, like, screaming because <laughs> we got red bell peppers. And so just, like, it's that nice. all of us are at, like, the same, like, excitement and enjoyment level. Um, yeah. And, like, too, I just keep thinking a lot of, like, the sisters that I'm with, I love them. But I would not, like, be friends with them if I wasn't in the convent. And so just seeing how, like, God picked these women to be with me, like, right now, Um is really, like, I feel like that makes us bond even more because it's like God wants this to happen, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, like, I feel like, we, like we've like we had kickball tournaments. The 4th of July, we always have a slip and slide or, like, we play Hungry what? Hippo in the water. <laughs> we love watching our movies. Yeah. We're big Chiefs fans. We'll be watching the Super Bowl. <laughs> nice. Yeah.
0: So if, okay, just a question just popped in my head
1: mm-hmm.
0: if you had to choose a saint who's a religious sister mm-hmm. that you're like that's the kind of religious sister i am like who do you relate to most
1: Ooh, no one's asked me that before hmm.
0: like you got your classic saint faustina yeah or my girl claire of <laughs> or i mean there's so many there are
1: so many yeah yeah i'm not sure i can't
0: or any, or any any saint who's like, that's that's my heavenly sister right there. That's my heavenly twin, I guess. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, wait, let me let me think. I don't. I just can't believe I've never thought of like who is my heavenly sister, because I'm more of like like this year I took on um, Stanley Rother as my patron saint. Oh, who's that? Uh, Okay, so he's not a saint. He's a blessed. Okay, Um, but he was he's from Oklahoma City, Mm -hmm. um, and he was seminary at Mount Saint Mary's Seminary, um, and he was a missionary priest in Guatemala. And so I took him on is because this is my first year back in school, and so I was very much like I don't want to do homework. I don't like this. I'm here for my friends, and I can't even make friends like that. Um, But he like he pretty much like got kicked out of Mm -hmm. school for his academics because he like wasn't smart enough. But he like never gave up. And like he just wanted to keep doing it because he knew that God wanted him to be a priest. Um and so I'm like, if this guy <laughs> like is trying so hard, why can't I like why can't I just enjoy and trust, you know, in the process. Mm-hmm. Um and then JP2 is my all-time favorite saint. I just love how like he always just saw so much hope in the youth. And I think because for me, like I was called a lot younger than most people nowadays. And so, like I remember telling my friends and my suite mate, she like slammed me to the ground and she was like, you cannot leave, like we're just having fun now. And then like, my parents are very supportive, but I'm the oldest and the only daughter. So my mom being so afraid of like, what if you don't like it? And like, you can't leave us. And so just like so much of the world saying different things, but then seeing so much hope in JP 2 of like, just follow God's love, you know? And like, don't be afraid, be not afraid. <laughs>
0: yes. Um.
1: But sisters, I don't. I just feel like maybe that's just me of like, I think they're just like so holy that I'm like, I'm not even there yet. Like I can't even compare myself to them. Mm. Yeah. Cause when you said Claire was C Seeks, because our community is Franciscan, so like we love St. Francis, we love St. Clair. But I'm like, my poverty level will never be as close <laughs> as St. <Saint> Clair. <laughs> I just for the record, like, I don't
0: relate to Claire's poverty. I relate to her boldness yeah. with like um, taking the Eucharist and like warding off invaders mm-hmm. from the convent I'm like I have that in some small way right uh, like I would never do that but in my own way I'm like mm-hmm. okay I I get what you're doing so yeah
1: honestly maybe maybe St. Therese I feel like I've pushed her away a lot <laughs> but I feel like I, well because you went to St. Teresa yes. <laughs> But I feel like I've always pushed her away because I'm like, okay, like everyone loves her. Like this is just what everyone does. <laughs> but I feel so like good. that is true. And I just feel like the more I like, I think it's like, I just keep my mindset. like, I don't like her because everyone else does. But realizing that like, it's because I'm so much like her, like I'm so dramatic and like, I like freak out about everything and I want everything to be perfect. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, but like, that's what St. Therese is like. <laughs> and she was called so young too.
0: That's so true. Yeah. Oh Yeah. Um, I feel like this podcast might be turning into me trying to convince everybody to love St. Therese because like, uh, for a string of episodes now, I've been like, I really love Therese, so
1: you should love Therese. So you got to hype her up for people like me who thinks she's overrated. She's not
0: overrated. I'm telling you right now, I'm actually reading this book called Family of Saints, and it's about... Um, Louis and Zelly, mm-hmm. and um, there's like so many letters from Zelly, Teresa's mom, um, about the family and like raising them, and um, yeah, it's it's really good. I highly recommend it, and you get to see like both sides. Like this is mm. their marriage and their family life that also, like they raised up all religious sisters. Right. Yes. Yeah. Right. And that is something that was very clearly a desire for Zelie is like, I want to raise saints. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's so beautiful. Man, she did it. Oh,
1: <laughs> yeah. And now she's a saint too. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. I'm going to start asking for her intercession because that woman knew how to suffer. Mm-hmm. Like, she was dealing with breast cancer for so long and, like, also raising a lot of kids lost four of her kids very young, um, was running like this lace-making business. Like she was doing so much and carrying so much. So I, I need her to pray <laughs> for me and be my mom too. <laughs> yeah. Okay. The other thing, yes, I keep forgetting, and we're not really going in the order that I sent you, but that's okay. <laughs> um. So the Marian sisters, right. their apostolates, mm-hmm. which are like, teaching, mm-hmm. nursing, and social work. Yes. Um, and right now you are junior sister, so yep. like how involved are you with those apostolates at this point? You said you're in college, are you yes. like, studying to do one of those things? Yeah,
1: so I'm studying to be a teacher right now. So that's like what I'm giving into it. And I feel like I have to keep reminding myself because my like there I'm surrounded by so many junior sisters who are like in the schools already and all I'm doing is homework and I'm like, I just wanna be in a school with the kids. Yeah. <laughs> but just remembering that like, I will not have like two years where I'll just get to learn and do homework. So just like enjoying the moment. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's something that we could all remember like to live in the moment. You know, of like you won't be able to do that. Like you won't be in college forever. So like, live it up. You that's, know,
0: that's definitely been on my mind for like this last semester. Mm-hmm. It's time's running out. So yeah, I'm trying yes. to get the most out of it. Um, do all of the sisters like? Do you all need college education, or is that and is that recommended before you enter, or? supportive of like while you're there yeah
1: yeah yeah so you only so you have to be 19 is the youngest that you could be when you enter and so they want you to graduate high school and then either like do something for a year where you're not living with your parents just so that the year away you can like grow in a little bit of maturity um, and make your own decisions and so I went to your college um but so you don't have to have your college education and like they're paying for me to go to college right now, so. That's so nice Yeah, of them. <laughs> yes, yeah, seriously. <laughs> That's great, okay, mm-hmm.
0: yeah. Just out of curiosity, what is the social work that you guys do?
1: Yeah, um, so we run St. Gianna's home, um, and it's a home for women who are running away from domestic violence. Um, and it's very beautiful um, seeing what our sisters do there. Cause I've gone out there to like help clean um, and just seeing that like, like there is like these women like have never felt love like this before. And so like they get like a whole new apartment by just for them and like. Wow all new furniture um, and like plates and like just everything in the house is like the apartment is filled just for them and the sisters talk about how they come in and the first thing they ask is do I have to share this with someone because they have just never had anything as nice as this Um, yeah and so yes we do that we also I guess a lot of the other stuff is more teaching Mm because we run like um, a school for kids with special needs, disabilities. Um, and so there's like 30 kids there. Some are boarders, some are just go there for the day. Um, but I think that's, that's a social work part, right? Yes. (laughs) yes. Okay.
0: Um, that must be really cool coming back at like the end of the day and hearing all the different sisters, because like, it's not like you're all just in different schools. Yeah. mm -hmm. You've got the different like the nursing and the right yeah that's why
1: dinner is always so fun because it's like you're living your day and then like you come home you're like okay what happened (laughs) yeah
0: yeah it's like living with my roommates right now when we actually see each other (laughs) (laughs) just like i mean i'm living with two elementary education majors so they've kind of got similar stories but yeah um it's it's really fun to hear about all the kids that Mm -hmm. they're interacting with in their practicums and student teaching right it's great
1: yeah I definitely it reminds us so much too of like to be a child again you know like they're so good at living in the moment they're so good at being silly and it's like we need to do that too mm.
0: yes yes children are <laughs> such a gift <laughs> yeah okay before I ask you the last thing do you have any final thoughts about Anything we talked about? Anything else you wanted to share?
1: Yeah, I I definitely, so going on SEEK this year was very like beautiful for me because it was, last time I was at SEEK was when I God told me like, maybe you should be a sister. So coming back this time as a sister in my vocation just brought me so much peace and so much freedom. But just seeing so much too of getting to talk to a different young woman, um, of like the struggle of having to choose between two goods. Like, being a sister or getting married, like, they're both so good. Um, And I just want to say, like, if you're in that, just continue to be patient and continue to follow Jesus and grow in closer love with him. Um, But also, like, live in the moment. And don't just, like, stay there and, like, feel bad and get mad. Just continue to choose the next right thing, and God will put on your heart what he wants. Um, And I also think, like, the other thing is, like, if there are discernment retreats or yeah like if there's discernment retreats and like there's a weekend where you can go visit the convent like why not do it like you're not signing yourself up to go to live there forever but at least like you tried it and if you didn't like it then that's awesome like now you know you know
0: <laughs> if you hate us that's awesome yeah
1: <laughs> we're grateful that you figured it out you know <laughs> yeah yeah I think
0: that's really good advice yeah Okay, and that actually was my last question. Was like words oh. of encouragement for <laughs> oh yeah people discerning, but yeah,
1: perfect. I'm glad the Holy Spirit's really working through this.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes, He is. All right, sister, would you like to close us in a prayer?
1: Yeah, of course. In the name of the Father and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Jesus, thank you so much for bringing Grace and I here together. Um, thank you for being here and being present with us. Letting us share about your love, um, letting us be vulnerable, and just to really have our hearts open to you. Please, for all of those who are listening, to not be afraid of what you're asking them to do, to remember what it is to be childlike and not childish, to live like a child again, to live in the moment, and just to have fun. Please help them to remember that they are not alone and that you are always with them and that the plan you have for them is perfect and planned exactly and at the perfect time for them. Mother Mary asks you to be with Grace and I and be with Grace the rest of the semester as she finishes up her senior year um, and to help us know how much you love us and how much your son loves us. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed Blessed art thou thou among women, women, and blessed blessed is is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Jesus. Holy Mary, Mary, Mother of of God, pray Pray for us us sinners now and at the hour of our our death. death. Amen. Father, Son, Holy Holy Spirit, Spirit, Amen. Amen.
0: Sister, thank you so much for joining me today and sharing your story.
1: Of course. Thank you for inviting me.
0: Thank you for listening to this episode. Make sure to follow Catholic in College on social media and subscribe to the podcast to get notified about new episodes. Finally, remember that you're never alone in your faith. Until next episode, let's all keep striving to be open, be present, and be loved.